Hey, this is Scott Aldacossi. I'm here with The Outpost, promoting it for a July 2nd release in theaters and a July 3rd release on VOD. It's an amazing movie based on the Jake Tapper book, The Outpost, an untold story of American valor. It's a, a patriotic, action-filled, suspenseful, it's nonpartisan human story all about everyday American heroes. And I'm here with Elias at the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Scott, welcome to the cave. Thank you for having me. Appreciate oh, it. How are you? What's new with you? Good, yeah. You know, I'm hanging in there, still, still pretty much quarantined in my apartment, trying to continue to be safe. Yeah, how's that treating you? What have you been doing with that? <laughs> I've been, you know, it's been doing, it's been fine. <laughs> I've been, um, uh, it's allowed me to like, I catch up on a lot of television. Uh, I've been reading a lot. Uh, on top of, uh, um, I've also started a movie club with a, a friend from college so the, the, watched a lot of movies i haven't had the chance to see yet so that's been good hey, hey, hey. so man you've been uh, you've been busy for a few years now with projects and uh movies tv and uh we'll talk about that but i want the listeners to know get a little more about you where are you originally from yeah so i'm originally from uh boston massachusetts um and i uh i grew up in the suburb a town called winchester uh, so I, I never got into the city a whole, whole lot, but I was, um, but I, I, I grew up in that area. What was the last thing you said? Uh, I, uh, I grew up in that area. I wasn't, I didn't go into the city a whole, whole lot, but yeah. I, I was in that general area. Yeah. How come you didn't go to the city a lot? <laughs> I, you know, I just never really had much of a chance to go in. I, when I was younger, my, my parents would take me in every now and then. But um, I just like I, I had a, I lived in like a pretty big town, um, so like I there was always there was always things to do like kind of around me, um, and I I lived next to like a smaller city, uh, Woburn. So it it there was um, there was still a lot to do in my area, and I just yeah I never had much opportunity to go into the city. Yeah. But every time I did, I obviously loved it and I'm had a blast. And I'm surprised. Every now and then I meet friends in there. I'm surprised because Winchester's like you said, it's like eight miles away from Boston. I'm surprised you're like you and, yeah, your, you and your friends didn't say, "Oh, let's go to Boston for a few hours." Or I know, and honestly, looking back, I kind of wish I went more, just because you're right, it is so close, and it's just it's an easy train ride in. <laughs> I know, like sometimes, like since I've like left the city, uh, if I'm home uh, visiting, sometimes I'll like meet some friends in Boston because it's a pretty like neutral area to meet and i have friends from all over massachusetts so mm. that so sometimes i do that yeah so like growing up in winchester like uh, what were you into as a kid i actually grew up doing a lot a lot of theater there was a kids theater program in my town uh which i could start doing going into fourth grade and i did that program all the way till i graduated eighth grade because that was about as long as that program went and they would do like three shows a year, so like I was uh, very, very, very immersed in that. And then, uh, and yeah, kind of, I continued to do theater. I I, I got involved with a um, a local theater company uh, called the Stoneham Theater, uh, which is a, a neighboring town to Winchester. Uh, I got involved with them uh, starting the beginning of high school, so I I got pretty much 
into that. So it was a lot of a lot of theater, a lot right. of theater. How old were you when you first realized that this is what you wanted to do? I think I was around three years old. Honestly, I. It's one of those things that I've kind of always felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, uh, my my grandfather is after Alan Alda, and so I kind of. I grew up in the in the arts world and in a kind of a very artistic environment, and I so I think I was exposed to it at a very early age, and I think I was very fascinated by it by a very mm-hmm. early age because I was like, "What is this kind of magical thing that people do?" <laughs> you know? well, and I think that really got got to me. Yeah. Well, your grandfather's a legend. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I grew up. I mean, I, I'm a lot older than you, and I grew up watching Mash with my parents. Did you? So, did you love watching that show? I, you know, I did. I've, you know, kind of embarrassing. I don't think I've ever actually watched all of it, like all the way through. I've, I've watched like about like half the series and I've obviously, I've watched the, like the, the famous finale. Um, but, um, but I, I've loved Nash. What some of my favorite memories actually when I was little was watching it with him. Uh, cause he, he definitely exposed, exposed the show to me at a, at a young age. And, uh, and I remember like thinking that was so cool and, and just loving every minute of that. Yeah. So like, so you attended, where'd you attend uh, college for, uh, for acting? Yes. I went to Carnegie Mellon university, which is, uh, located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How was it going there? A lot of hard work, a lot of hard work. Um, especially freshman year. It was, um, uh, I, I luckily I, I went for my last two years of high school. I went to an arts high school. Uh, it was a private arts high school called Walnut Hills. So I, I kind of I, I kind of was starting a, the training process. And uh, but at CMU it was there was definitely a lot of work. There was a lot of um, it took a, a lot of uh, uh, there was there's a lot there was a lot to learn. But I, I I enjoyed it. It was it was a good experience. I needed. Um, uh, it helped um, kind of set me on the path that I'm on today. Yeah. So, like, like when you told your family, like, I mean, I know you started at an early age, like, but when you, like, this is what you told your family, this is what I yeah. want to go do, like, you know, you wanted to follow, like, your grandfather's steps and everything. Like, what was the reaction from your family? I, you know, what was really cool is my, my family, they always kind of wanted me to go on, they always wanted me to choose my own path, whichever path that I wanted to go on. And, uh, it just kind of happened that I was really into acting, which is something my family knew well. Um, and they were immediately incredibly supportive of it. Uh, but they were also very big on, you know, they're like, okay, you know, we, we support you pursuing this. Um, but we, we, they also were very, you know, made me very, uh, they made me understand the, the realities of, of the business and how hard it is. You know, my, my grandfather was, was very, you know, clear on this. It, it's, it's not a walk in a park. It's, it's a lot of hard work, uh, which, which was good to know because I think that really helped prepare me for when I, when I graduated college and I was really ready to pursue it full time that, like, I, I'm not going to be able to just graduate and start working. It, 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 it's, it's a marathon. It's not a, it's not a sprint. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was really good going into that. Yeah. So when you finished school, what was the next step? What did you do? Did you, like, pack your bags up and go move out right to L.A.? Or did you go back to Boston? I mean, it was pretty much... I think I went back to Boston for maybe about a month um, just to kind of, like, <laughs> breathe after graduation for a second. Uh, then, yeah, then I, I... Me and my mom came out to L.A. We flew out here. 
um, I, ha- I hadn't had, I didn't have an apartment yet or anything. We stayed in the, like a hotel for like, a couple weeks. Um, and I searched for an apartment. Um, I connected with one of my college friends and we, we, we went on, in on an apartment together and, uh, yeah, then the rest was history. And I kind of just, just took it off from there. It was like totally, you know, totally new. Luckily I had a few, luckily I had a few, fam- a few family out here. So like, uh, one of my mom's cousins, uh, was out here and some family friends. So I had some people to connect with, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't completely alone. Yeah. I've lost some friends from college. I'll some out. What did you start doing out there when you first got out there? Um, well, the, the, one of the first things I did was, was look for a day job, uh, to, to help pay rent. Uh, so I, I got a job down the street from me that, uh, a childhood friend of mine who was also living in LA worked with and helped me get the job at a, uh, it was like a, a like a, a food restaurant called kitchen 24, uh, uh like a, a cashier place. Uh, then it was kind of the, to start getting work. You try to start finding auditions to start. Um, I also, one of the first things I did, uh, which really, really helped me a lot was I joined an acting studio just to continue, uh, yeah. The process and learning because I, I I had to also remind myself that like the training doesn't end after a graduation it's it's a continuous process and that also helped me find a good community of people and really helped me um, figure out steps to take for my career which was also really beneficial because it can be daunting <laughs> moving out right after college to, you know, wide-eyed trying to figure out great now what's next. Mm. So while you're out there and you're working and everything and, you know, you start auditioning yeah. and everything, like what was your first gig that you got out there? Um, actually, the first thing I did was a a horror film. Um, my uh, a friend of mine from college who was who was a directing major, uh, once when he graduated, he uh, directed his first feature-length film um, and he asked me to be in it. And it was a uh, it was this horror movie called Goranos, and uh, uh, so I shot that for a couple of weeks. We actually went back to Pittsburgh to shoot it, um, and th- that was a lot of fun. It was uh, it was a fun, campy horror film. I got to work with some people I knew, which was really great, uh, and it was a really good first uh, set of experiences. Um, and then af- after that, I did a, a couple uh, a couple episodes of shows on the Investigative Discovery Network. Where they where they do a lot of like crime recreation stuff. Yeah, um, that was that was also I also got my start in some of those shows as well, which was a lot of fun. That's awesome. And now you got a yeah. you got a role coming up in a movie called uh, The Outpost that's coming out in yeah. June, right? Uh, July. 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 Sorry, July second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, oh, no yeah. so tell us about the about the project and what drew you in there. Yeah. So this uh, this this is a pretty incredible project. It's so it's it's uh, uh, Afghanistan war is is the focus of it. Uh, an event that took place in two thousand nine. It's based on a nonfiction book by Jake Tapper, and it's about a uh, tiny unit of U.S. soldiers who are uh, alone on a remote combat outpost in Afghanistan. Uh, but this outpost was actually located deep in a valley, surrounded by like three mountains. And normally the outposts are on top of the mountains because it's easier to uh, to attack and, and from higher up. But this one was at the bottom of the valley. Uh, and um, at 
uh, at one point they ended up being overwhelmed and attacked by uh, a huge force of Taliban fighters and ended up being this huge uh, battle and fight for survival. And it ended up being called the Battle of Kandesh. Uh, and it was the bloodiest American engagement of the Afghanistan war. Uh, and, and they also became one of the most decorated troops in the 19 year conflict. But what I remember when I first read the script to this, um, one of the first things I thought is I, I couldn't believe I didn't know the story. It was, it's, one of the biggest battles in the, in the current war. And um, a, a lot of American heroes lost their lives and were injured. And it was uh, I, it was such an important story that I, I immediately felt like I had to be a part of telling it. So I got on board instantly, basically. Mm. Tell, tell us about your audition when you went in there. Yeah, so um, I... <laughs> so I, I was a self-tape audition. Okay. And I actually, when I... Uh, when I had it, I, I was actually really, really sick. And I had like about around 24 hours to, to get it in. Uh, so I met with my acting coach who helped put me on tape. And I, he uh, and basically in between takes, I was um, like just downing tea, just drinking a lot of tea uh, to, to, to help, you know, clear my voice and everything. But it ended up working out and I ended up apparently doing a really great take and, and getting the part, which is, which is awesome. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I was, I was really, really lucky for that. Mm. Uh, so tell us about your role and your character. Yeah, I, I play uh, Sergeant Michael Scusa. Um, he was a, re a, a real guy, a, a soldier there. And, um, he, he's someone that has wanted to be a soldier his whole life. That was something that he always really, he was really passionate about and was really focused on, and uh, he also was, was such a, a family man that he, uh, during this battle, he had a, a one-year-old son and a wife back home. And uh, he, he would talk about them constantly. Like, they, they were his whole life. In fact, he would, he would sometimes get teased a lot by the other soldiers because he talked about his son so much. Uh, he, was just, he was just really loving. And from everyone I, I spoke to, uh, uh, from the soldiers and family members, it was just pretty much universal they, they said about just what a nice guy he was it was almost impossible not to like him and and that was just kind of really cool to be able to play to play a guy like that you know to, to have that honor is pretty yeah pretty special so like so when you got the role and everything like uh, how did you prepare for it like what kind of research you do and do you like go and read some books on it and like watch documentaries yes actually um one of the first things I did was I, I got the book that the movie is based on, um, out, The Outpost, The Untold Story of American Valor. Um, and I devoured that, which was really insightful. I also read another book based about the conflict by Clint Romache, who is um, being portrayed by Scott Eastwood in the movie. Uh, he wrote a book called uh, Red Platoon, uh, which, which was a more like in-depth look at, at the, the specific battle and the soldiers on the ground. So I, uh, that was also really valuable. And, and yes, I, uh, we actually, as a, a group, watched a lot of documentaries about uh, the ongoing conflict in Afghanistan. Um, there was one day we actually, uh, all, all of us that were, were based in L.A., went to the director's house, and he, he did a screening of um, this documentary called Restrepo, which is, which is really fascinating. And it follows real soldiers in Afghanistan, and it's, there's a camera crew there in the middle of... Uh, of, of these battles and it, it was really interesting seeing like firsthand accounts 
of what goes on there, hearing their stories was pretty powerful. And, um, and some of the other uh, mil- ex-military who were part of the movie were there and like every now and then they'd pause the movie and like give some insight on like what we're, what we're looking at, you know, what, what kind of equipment they were using, the different, the different trucks and all that stuff to help us with some terminology and give us some better insight. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. So like, what do you think was like the biggest challenge that you, that you encounter, like trying to connect with the character? Uh, I think for me, what was the hardest was making sure I was really honoring uh, Michael and, and and his family and all the soldiers that fought. Because I think there's there's there was you know this this fear that like I, I wasn't going to do do justice for for him. Uh, so I think it was just really really important to me to make sure I got this right. And I think that was really important for everyone on board. And that was something I definitely was worrying about. But yeah, I, I was doing the work and the research to make sure that the best I could, I could, I could bring him to life and, and or, or um, to um, honor him and to to, uh, um, to to really do justice for him. So, uh, Orlando Bloom's in the movie with Scott Eastwood. Also, like, how was it working with those guys? This is really cool. Um, I, I mean, I grew up uh, watching a lot of Orlando's and Orlando Bloom films with like Pirates of the Caribbean and Lord of the Rings. I, 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 I was obsessed with those growing up. Um, and he was a really, really nice guy. You know, after the, the read through the first day, you know, he came up to everyone, introduced himself. Um, he was he was very easy to, to talk to and um, and work with. I, I didn't have a lot of scenes with him. I, I there were a couple of scenes where uh, I mean with him, but they were mainly group sequences. Uh, but but he was he was really really nice. And and Scotty's were the same. I had I, I had a more scenes with Scott. Uh, he what I really really admired about Scotty Swid was that he made an effort every morning when he got on set to shake every single person's hand and say hi. Oh, he, awesome. he, yeah, it was, it was really uh, encouraging and just like, just really nice. It just showed what a, what a good guy he is. And um, yeah, and it, it didn't matter who they were. It, he, he, he wanted to make sure he connected with everyone. And I thought that was, that was really, really sweet. Really, really nice to see. Yeah. Where, uh, where was the movie filmed and um, how long did it take you guys to finish it? We filmed it in Bulgaria actually. And it, it took about two months. Okay. We did just before we started shooting. We actually did eight days of basic training to become as much of soldiers as we could, and and really learn as much as we could to really look like we we knew what we were doing. Uh, and uh, and then we we shot for two months. Um, I I was there for about six weeks of the two month shoot. Oh wow! How was basic training? Hard, <laughs> really hard. Uh, it was, uh, it was at the time it was like, it was so grueling and like, I, 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 it was, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. But then afterwards looking back, it was like, it's, a what I learned there is like going to carry me for the rest of my life. And I, I, I'll never forget it. That's something I'll be like telling my grandkids about. Cause it was, it was really invaluable. And then also it, it really, really, really helped once we started shooting the film because I, 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 I really, I didn't think I understood how to how to use the gun during all the basic training. But then the minute I got on set and we really put it into practice, 
I'm like, oh, wow, I'm able to incorporate everything I learned. And it was really valuable. It was really cool. Now, you mentioned that you did a self-tape for the movie. Like, uh, so, like, for your career, like, what do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy the self-tape or auditioning in front of people? It's interesting. I, I think both both have pros and cons. Like, I... I like for a self tape that like if I if I mess up I can I can just do it again, um, but at the same time by by doing that you know and, and I think I feel like as actors most of us have a perfectionist quality to us that it's it's hard to like do it too many times because it's it's not you, you want to get it right, um, and one thing I really like about going in person is that you can have that, that personal connection with, with the casting director, with someone to talk to. And also what, what's beneficial is sometimes you walk into a room and, and um, if you have questions about, about something, you can ask them. Or they may be like, um, for this, actually, can, can, you, can you try it this way? They can, they can give you notes and, and direct you, which you don't necessarily get with a self-tape. So I think overall, I'd probably prefer in person, but... Um, but uh, during quarantine, there definitely been more self tapes. Mm. Uh, no, we're not really doing in person at the moment. Good. So, um, you've been acting for a few years now, right? Like, uh, like other than your yes. other than your grandfather, like who are like some influences <laughs> in your acting in the in the acting world that you look up to? Oh boy! Um, or would you say your grandfather's number one? I mean, he's he's definitely always been number one. He's someone I've always emulated, and, yeah. and you know, it's it's my dream to like even be able to work with him someday. But if I if I weren't gonna say <laughs> my grandfather, um, some people I, I really looked up with, in, in as far as like the newer generation goes, I I've really really been admiring Adam Driver's career and him as an actor. He's he's just someone that I, I think he's fantastic in everything I see him do, and. Um, and he's just he's he's just he's just so natural. Uh, so I, I I really like him. Uh, if I were to go, you know, a little further back, um, that's, I'm trying to think. I've and actually, if I were to say say an actress I've always admired would probably be Kate Blanchett. She's someone that just again is just amazing in everything I see her do so natural and just really taps into a character so organically. It's really impressive. So if you weren't an actor right now, what do you think you would have been doing? Ooh, that's a tough one. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where I've, like, I've said I wanted to do it for so long. It's, it's weird thinking about yeah. doing anything else. Uh, but if I had to choose, I've always been fascinated by psychology. Um, the the human mind, which I guess probably plays into, you know, being an actor, you know, learning about like how humans work. So I mean, there's some. I think there's something about being a uh, a psychologist that I, I would be fascinated in, in maybe in pursuing more. Mm. Do you like a Do you like a dream role you want to play someday? <laughs> something I've always been fascinated by, uh, and something I would love to do is I would love to do a multicam sitcom. I feel like we don't see as much of them anymore. And having grown up doing theater, I feel like it is probably one of the closest to theater we get because we do perform because it is performing in front of a live audience. Um, there's there's a set, there's a, sh a show basically, uh, and I, and I grew up with a lot of uh, 
big multicams like Friends and Will and Grace and uh, Third Rock from the Sun, and uh, I think it would it would be really cool to be able to do one. Yeah, which one was your favorite? Oh, I I I, I was a Friends junkie. Yeah, I I yeah, huge huge Friends fan. That's awesome. Who who's your favorite character? <laughs> favorite character on Friends? Oh, Chandler. Oh. I love Chandler. Awesome. Yeah. He's the man. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned earlier, uh, you gra- so if you, a question I wrote, wrote down for you was like, if you could star alongside somebody, TV or movie, who would it be? Um, uh, great, that's a great question. Um, oof, let's see. Because as I said, definitely my grandfather. I'd love to work with him. Um, but if there's if there's another actor, I I would love to work with. Um. I would love to work with Robert Downey Jr. That's awesome. He, 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 just, he just seems like such a fun guy to work with, you know? Um, just even, you know, if I were to watch some, like, behind-the-scenes footage from, like, any of, like, the uh, the Marvel stuff or, or you know, when he did Sherlock Holmes and stuff, he just seems, like, so down-to-earth. Like, so very mellow, yeah. Easy to talk to. Very mellow, yeah. He just seems like he'd be a really fun guy to, to work with on the set. Mm-hmm. So, like, on your downtime when you're not working, what do you enjoy doing? I'm an avid reader. I love reading. I try to always always have a book that, that I'm currently reading. And I usually, if I can, if I'm not too busy, I try to set up some time every day to, to read. But that's obviously not always possible. Um, and I also, I, I watch a lot of television. Um, I always try to stay off on what's like popular on TV. But it's kind of gotten to the point where there's so many shows. It's like so hard to keep up. I feel like every time I try to keep up on like, okay, what's popular now? There's like, I hear about new, really popular shows coming in. I'm like, it's too much. Um, and, um, and I also, but to like, if I were to like get out, get out of my apartment uh, and like go out, I, I, I really got into hikes. I, I love hiking. That's kind of where my like Zen relaxation places. It's a good hike. So you mentioned like you're a TV junkie and everything. Like you know, now we're in the whole pretty much everything is streaming these days. What's your favorite uh, streaming platform? Yeah. What's your favorite streaming platform? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it's, it's interesting because we're getting into that whole like you know, there's that like streaming wars thing going on between, <laughs> between all the streaming companies. I mean, I've you know, I've had Netflix for longer, so I I mean, I probably that because that. I, for me, that's had the most content that I've watched. Yeah. But um, I have gone into, uh, really gotten into Disney Plus because I, I'm a, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I've, I've enjoyed the Marvel products and, and obviously I grew up on all like the classic animated Disney and Pixar. So I've when that when that first came out for the first two weeks, me and my girlfriend basically just like did nothing but watch Pixar <laughs> and, and and old Disney because we just were like. We just couldn't believe it. We could watch it in our home again. That's it was right. really nice. But, um, yeah. That's awesome. Scott, uh, how can the listeners <laughs> uh, find you on uh, social media? Yes. Well, I'm I'm on Instagram. That's probably the platform I'm on the most um, and really the main one I use. Uh, you can find me at Scott All the Coffee. Uh, and I also have a website, which is www.scottallthecoffee.com. Right, Scott, this was fun. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. 
That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Time, time, time.